Black Tech Green Money isn't just about telling the stories of successful black entrepreneurs. It's also about giving actionable and wealth building strategies that help you protect the future of our communities. That's why we're pleased to be supported by State Farm Insurance. State Farm also believes that we must invest in our communities to achieve economic growth by sponsoring programs like the AXO, which rewards high school students for their academic achievements. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. If you're looking for the most epic place on earth, let's start at the base of a massive waterfall. Then trek through the thick jungle. Then climb to the peak of a snowy mountaintop. Then once you get there, keep going. Because with intelligent 4x4 and 7 drive modes and a Nissan Pathfinder, the search is the real adventure. Available feature. Intelligent 4x4 cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. Always monitor traffic and weather conditions. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment... Oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. In the middle of life's messes. Hot, happy mess. I'm Zuri Hall, and this is Hot, Hot happy, happy Mess. Oh, shoot. <laughs> what is up? How are you feeling? It's another Hot Happy Mess Monday, if you're listening to this on the day that it premiered. But if not, that's okay. Stay a while. We are back with another episode of Hot Happy Mess. I am your host, Zuri Hall. And today's episode is an alpha babe spotlight with one of the funniest women in Hollywood. I absolutely adore her, Yvonne Orji. Now, you may know her as Molly from Insecure, but Yvonne is so much more than that. And we love her on Insecure. Don't get it twisted now, but she has so much going on. Not only is she funny, she's a writer. She is an executive producer. She's got some really dope projects in the pipeline. And we had the most hilarious and inspiring conversation. Y'all, we even have a mini karaoke moment. Okay. I'm never going to pass on an opportunity to hop on a mic and act a hot mess and be judged by my peers. So that happens. Uh, We also chat about her new book that you absolutely must read, Bamboozled by Jesus, How God Tricked Me into the Life of My Dreams. Um, It's dropping May 25th. And we talk about her amazing pivot. She's had some really wild career pivots from getting two degrees and chasing her dream of becoming a comedian um, to sharing her thoughts on self-care, mental health, ambition, why the weight is sexy. And yes, we are talking about waiting on until marriage to have sex, which is something that she's been open and very vocal about before. Um, so she's sharing a little insight into that decision and why she won't compromise on her faith. This is a part of our Alpha Babe Spotlight series. And if you know me at all, then you know uh, when I say Alpha Babe, I mean someone who is unapologetically ambitious and mindful. She's a woman who is designing a life that she loves and she leads. She doesn't just know what she wants. She ain't afraid to work for it. Okay. Alpha and Babe, it's all about embracing 
embracing our duality as women. We can be both. Both can be anything. Smart and sexy, strong and soft, hardworking badass, and self-care connoisseur. All of the things, okay? Um, And I want to remind you really quickly before we jump into today's spotlight on Yvonne, uh, share your stories. I want to hear your story. I want to hear the story of the woman who inspires you most, the woman who makes you laugh the most, or cry happy tears. Uh, We can cry sad tears together, but submit your real woman, real story, or nominate someone, um, or share an alpha babe spotlight that you think I should cover, um, or get some generally okay advice from me, yours truly, by sending your submissions to hello at hothappymess.com. All right, y'all, it is time to dive into this week's alpha babe spotlight with Yvonne. Yvonne Orji is a Nigerian-American Emmy-nominated actress, comedian, and writer who continues to display her versatility and passion with each project she takes on. On TV, she stars in HBO's critically acclaimed comedy series Insecure. She's a stand-up comedian who debuted her first one-hour HBO stand-up special, Mama, I Made It, back in 2020. And she has her faith-based advice book, Bamboozled by Jesus, How God Tricked Me Into the Life of My Dreams, dropping May 25th. So go get that. Here's Yvonne. I'm just so excited that you are here in this little hot, happy mess bubble of ours. It's been, what, like a year since I talked to you, I think. It has been a year, but I've been, girl, I know about the anniversary. I'm just like, look at her being so happy. I'm I'm following just like, oh, look at love just budding on the interwebs. I'm just, yes. You know what? Love is budding on the interwebs. Um, I have not forgotten that we are manifesting your boo. The thing is, the way 2020 was set up, it just, it was tricky. It's okay. It's all right because it was it was all a set up to a come up. You know what I'm saying? Like, listen, he, he needed to have a divine timeout. Whoever he is, he needed to just sat down for a little bit and be like, you know what? I really yeah. do need a girl. You know, and I, <laughs> I I'm trying to figure out the kind of girl. Like, he needed to get very specific about the kind of girl he wanted, yes. so that when he meets me, he'd be like, ah, that's her. My bad. Got I was it. out here Got it. in these Got streets, it. not knowing what I wanted. So I'm not mad at how 2020 right. worked because I got my life together. <laughs> So he's getting his life and his money together, like all of it. Right. You said his life and his money? Uh, yes. Yes. Because <laughs> well, we're we not going back to the wilderness. Okay, Zuri. We, what we're not doing. Mama needs a new house. Okay, because I got this one by myself. Like, we need a new Ooh, house. We love to see it. You know, I'm going to ask you about it. I just closed on my home. I, I know. Like, I could have used Bamboozled by Jesus because I know you touch on the homeownership process in the book. Chapter and 20. I wasn't ready. It's so Ugh. disrespectful, this housing market. Ninjas in Paris. Girl, I have okay. never felt more broke than when I had saved all my coins ever, ever. to buy a house in L.A. And, and no, not just when you save all your coins, but when you have coins that can afford a house in L.A. And L.A. says, now nah, we good. And you're like, no, 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 we are no, you, you don't want this back. Run that back by me? I'm giving you 20% of how much? And you basically right. are like, nah, 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 keep that. Nah, 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 nah. That's no, cute. Good. It's good. Be blessed. And then though. people come in with That's all cash you. offers, like, yo, I just want to, I don't want, I don't need a loan. Right. Like, I am so glad that you brought that up because that was my number one uh, great moment when I talked about it on the podcast. I got beat out by an all cash offer and that was my just slap in the face. I didn't realize it was going down like that in Los oh, Angeles yeah. oh, until yeah. they told me what I had to compete with to get the first spot. I was like, cool. So I'll just. When I tell you, I literally, I couldn't even be mad at it because I was like, one day I'm going to be that person. 
Right mm. now, I don't like it because I'm not that person. But also, thank you for introducing me to a new way of life where you're like, I don't want a mm. bill. Here's $4 million. And you're just like, what the heck? Right. What are we right. doing? Um, but at the same time, but so, I mean, you read in the book how somebody came with an all-cash offer, but mm. they still chose me in my loan. <laughs> Hey, look at God. Look at God. You know what? If that's not a segue, I don't know what is. Congratulations. You have the new book coming out. Finally, we've been waiting for it. We're excited. Bamboozled by Jesus. Before we get into it, because I want to talk about all the nitty gritty, um, all of the amazing insight you're giving. We open up with these like rapid fire sort of Cosmo style quizzes, right? So just whatever comes to mind. Okay, you ready? Okay. All right. The song that sums up my week is... I'm just tired. My week last week was we had six days of filming. So I was like, what? What's this song that says, I need a nap? I need a nap. I need a nap. I need a nap. If that's the song, hey, go to sleep. I mean, are you going to write it? Are we adding songwriter to the credits, to the EP of it all? Listen, if DJ Khaled can produce it, I need a nap might be number one billboard hit. Go take a snap. I need a nap. Hey, go to the bed. I need a nap. I'm not mad at it. Okay, what superpower would you like to possess? Ooh, reading people's minds. Ooh, why? Just makes it easier. Yeah, because you can just know what they're like. Like you can just cut the clutter and get to the real. Just to just mm. be like, oh, you're really nervous right now. This is why you're acting a fool. Mm-hmm. Okay, got it. Or like, we're just really <laughs> only going to be friends. So why are you wasting my time? You know, like just right, right, right. <laughs> Efficiency's sake. Okay, I feel you. I feel you. Okay, let me give you one more. Let me give you one more. What is your love language? Oh, acts of service. Acts of service number one. Do you have a close ranking too? Mine is acts of service. I I know all mine rank. So acts of service, uh, quality. No, acts of service, physical touch, which some people are very surprised by, but I'm like, get close. Uh, Acts of service, (laughs) physical touch, uh, words of affirmation. Mm-hmm. Um, quality time and gift giving are kind of like all in there. But as like I get older thing. and I like more expensive gifts, I'm just like, yeah, I should probably bump up gift giving because like, oh, girl, it's a it's a close number two, and depending <laughs> on the day, is number one. So yeah. I, I've had to go with I, a lot of therapy got me to a point where I could proclaim that love language without shame. I feel like <laughs> the giving and receiving gifters get a bad rap. Yeah, like I'm, I give gifts. Like I'm like, you can be the person Zuri that you're like, you know what I really love are, you know, pick a thing, you know, like I just love whatever, whatever, whatever. And it'll just be in the back of my diamonds. mind. Di- <laughs> Wonderful. I'll get you Elizabeth Taylor diamonds <laughs> from Macy's. <laughs> Great. I'll take it, girl. It's the thought that counts. But if you're like, I love Adidas tracksuits, right? If you're just like, oh my God, I love Adidas tracksuits. They're so comfortable for me to whatever, whatever. And I'm like, cool, cool, cool. If I go shopping and I see Adidas tracksuits that like I haven't seen before, like in a really low color, I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm going to buy one for Zuri. You know, just really? because I'm just like, yeah, I'm, I'm literally. But that's the also the acts of service in me because it doesn't take you to tell me I want a jumpsuit. It's inferred right. and like, oh, you know what brings me joy is these things. And I'm like, noted. It brings her joy. Yeah. Say less. And I'll, See, I'll make a note to get it for you. That I love. You are the friend that everyone needs in that case. Because I'd be dropping hints. I'd be writing lists. I'd be leaving post-it notes all around the house. <laughs> 
<laughs> and then I still end up at Macy's by my damn self trying to get the tracksuit. <laughs> so. See, now, when, when, I, when I have a significant other, I'm going to make it plain. The Bible said, write the vision and make it very plain. <laughs> what I want are Chanel bags. Okay? Listen, the boy bags. The, yes. These price tags, though, I'm still trying to get Sean to wrap his mind around why a boy bag costs what it costs. We'll work on them. We'll work on them. We'll work. You um, know what? God but in the meantime, you know, we touched on the book a little bit. Obviously, Bamboozled by Jesus coming out now. Why was now the right time to release? Because you've been working on this for a while, right? Two years. So, wow. you know, I know. it Because I also wanted to write it myself. Like, you know, in the beginning, they're just like, you're going to be busy. We can get a ghostwriter. We can. And I was like... Nah, fam. I'm like, I want to say everything I want to say, how I want to say it. And, you know, I just I just felt like I this was too precious. You know, and I'm I, yeah. I, listen, after going through the process, I'm like, so what a ghostwriter looking like for the next one? We, you know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Sometimes it's like you got to prove yourself to yourself. And then after the words, you're like, right. you know, I don't really have nothing else to prove. Like, it's fine. I did it. I don't do that again. You like, know, God I, knows. I know. Like, how do we make this easier? Yeah. Bring in the <laughs> troops. Okay. Um, but for this first one, I was just like, I just want to see one, if I can do it and if I can do it well. Um, but I also knew that I had something very specific that I wanted to say. And I was just like, I don't know. I don't know that I want to spend the time to try and get somebody to get my voice and really, and for me, writing it was also rewriting it, you know? Cause like Mm. after I got it all out, I'm like, Actually, this is actually this is what I want to say. This is how I want to say it. Or so it it came through several different edits, girl, child. I at okay. some point I was like, I'm tired of this dang on book, Lord. But I think now was the right time because we all got bamboozled in 2020. We all had plans, Listen. whether it was Jesus or COVID. Somebody bamboozled <laughs> the heck out of us. And I think the blessing that came from that was the realignment that a lot of people experienced. You know, trying to figure out, okay, well, what do I do when my plans were interrupted. What do I do when my job just left and doesn't exist anymore? And so does that mean I have permission to do something that I've always wanted to do? Does that mean I have permission to actually like live out my dreams that I didn't think wow. I could because I just wanted a good corporate job and, you know, healthcare? And I think that's the transition. The book is really for people who find themselves in a transitionary period of... yeah where sometimes the things that they believed for got is really hard to attain. Or sometimes they were throwing a curveball and now they're just like, how do I believe or start over into this new thing when I thought this old thing was going to have me ride into the sunset? Right. Right. I love that you you bring that up, that this is for folks in transition, because honestly, I just feel like life is one big transition, right? Not to get all like woo-woo cliche, but it really is just a series of transitions. You stay in a space long enough to realize, yeah. I'm not growing here anymore. I want new challenges. I want to transition or pivot. And 2020, for a lot of us, gave us the time and the space to reflect on that. I'm curious to know um, your pandemic experience. Did you have any epiphanies, any realizations that were birthed? through that that added to the book in a way that you couldn't have had it been published before? Absolutely. I'll never forget when God sat me down. I do a lot of my thinking in the bathroom. So like in the tub, 
I'll take like three hour baths and just be like, yeah. speak to me, Lord. And Ooh, I'll watch you got the Jergens on the side because that's a lot of, <laughs> come out looking like a whole raisin, girl. Listen, I got my Epsom salt <laughs> and I'm just like, you know, nourishing my muscles, <laughs> making like, I have my uh, my candles burning. I have a TV mm. by the tub area too. So I'll, I'll watch a whole yeah. series as long as the, the water stays hot. You just need hot water. I have a table that's like like connected to the the, the tub, so I can like do my journal. We yeah. we have a whole session in there, okay? Whatever I need to do, I love it. We can make okay. happen. So, okay. in one of the sessions, I just I was feeling like God, I it, it, everything just felt reckless. Things just were feeling like high end, and I was like, I have no grasp or bearing on things. And a lot of day, Holy Spirit said, it's because you haven't been clear with yourself. Mm. And I was like, what? Huh? And he was like, you just, he, clarity was the best gift that he gave me in the pandemic. Clarity about what I wanted and how to ask for what I wanted and not being afraid to ask for what I wanted. Because a lot of times, too, you're just like, you want a thing, but then you're just like, oh, man, I don't want to be judged for the thing that I want. Like, like you said, like, even yeah. in, like, my love language is gifts. It's the thing that gives you joy. It's the thing. But it's like, yeah. oh, man, does that feel like I'm materialistic? Like, will people like mm-hmm. me? Da, da, da. And it's just like. What it is, is what it is. It's a love language because right. it clearly millions of other people have the same one. And for some right. people, it's top of the list. And for other people, it's at the bottom. It doesn't make one love language better than the other. It's just what makes you happiest. And so mm-hmm. it's just like giving myself the ability to be okay with what I discovered in my clarity, right? It, mm-hmm. it was okay for me to discover like, you know what? I want what I want when I want it. And I really don't like waiting. And I really don't right. like having to choose. And what's really pissing me off in my career or in whatever is like this feeling like I can't have it all or I can't yeah. have this or I have to like walk around on eggshells. So like, please, sir, can I have some more? Like I'm Oliver Twist. And I'm right. like, nah, no. <laughs> so here's what I need. You know what I mean? And like yeah. just being yeah. able to be like, yes, some people will label you as whatever they want to label you at once you start being more clear, once you start knowing yourself more. Because the reality is people benefit more from you when you don't know you are you. Mm, talk about it. Talk about it. Because then they can tell you who to be, right? Whatever it is they need for you to show up as. Meanwhile, you walking around like beautiful with your head cut off and you're just like trying to be all things to everybody and nothing to yourself. And yeah. I just was like, Something is missing. Something is awry. And I realized, like, I was spending so much time, like, people-pleasing. And I talk about it in the book. Like, I I wanted people to like me. And I wanted to be like a bull. And let's all have a fun experience. And in the process of all of that, like, I wasn't being fulfilled. I wasn't getting the thing that I needed. And then when you ask for it, it's a bait and switch. It's like, people are like, well, where did this come from? I'm like, what you, like, I don't understand. Like, I can still be a nice person and, like... Demand right. excellence, you know, and it's right. just like, right. but now really the, the their reaction is just, hey, we liked it better when we could take advantage of you. And now mm-hmm. that we can't, uh, this is not going to work for us. And so then they have yeah. to like create chaos. And so you're just like, how did this happen? Why does this? And yep. God was like, start off being clear from the jump. Whether people right. like you or not, they will be able to be honest and let you know if they can or cannot. Yep. 
And then that goes right back to the whole make it plain, right? Just make it clear and there can be no misunderstanding. Um, did you realize in those moments as you started to make clear what you wanted, what your intentions were, what you expected from the people around you, that people fell away, that you had to cut off people? What was the um, what was the the ending of that epiphany? Is your circle tighter? Is is it like what happened? How'd you change? Yeah. I recognize two things. So yes, they're the people that really weren't about this life, but were about the life they wanted. Um, they are no longer in my life. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like it, just, <laughs> it doesn't work out. Um, yeah. Farewell. And, and farewell. God, goodbye and God bless. Like we don't have to live. <laughs> like it doesn't have to be rocky. We don't have to have right. chaos. TMZ doesn't have to be called. Just right. go along with your merry way. This this is the end of the road, like a boys to men song. Um, <laughs> And My then, jam, by the way. Yes. Forever. And there we go. No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. You're mm. right. I thought we get to see forever. I don't know why. This is I'm not even going to try to keep up with you right now. <laughs> no. To be my sunshine. Oh, my God. You, you got to get that. After the, the rain. It's so hard. <laughs> Y'all, y'all can't see it, but if I got a whole fedora on and I swear she just tilted it to the left I'm and really played into up. the shadows. Because <laughs> I had to have my, my Wanye like head yes. and the weekend. Oh my God. Oh and my like God. the boys got to trail off. It's all bad, but here we are. State Farm Insurance gets it. Representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. State Farm understands and wants to help protect our communities by investing in our future, building off the hard work our parents have done before us. We all are looking to create generational wealth so that our families and generations behind us have a better starting point than we did. That begins with financial literacy. State Farm helps fund programs like Project Ready, a National Urban League program committed to the educational achievement of black and brown youth. To date, participants have been awarded over $11 million in scholarships offers as a direct result of contributions from State Farm. At Eating Wallbrook, we hear inspiring rags to riches stories on each episode from our guests, but with State Farm, you can begin to write your own success story. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. You know a spot, but not just a spot, the spot. Actually, with the 2023 Nissan Frontier, you know a bunch of them. But the key to these great spots? Being able to reach them in the first place. Your spot is out there. Find your Frontier in the 2023 Nissan Frontier with standard 310 horsepower, advanced tech, and 281 pound-feet of torque. How do we level the playing field for all entrepreneurs? 55% of white businesses survive the startup phase, while only 4% of black businesses do the same. So I want every black entrepreneur to know about the One Million Black Businesses Initiative. The One Million Black Businesses Initiative is an award-winning program created by Shopify and Operation Hope. They're on a mission to start, grow, and scale one million black businesses by 2030, driving wealth creation for the black community. Out of 6 million employer-owned businesses in the U.S., only 2.3% have black ownership. This program gives black entrepreneurs tools and resources to level the playing field. From free business coaching to tailored training and extended free Shopify trial. Shopify's made a 10-year, multi-million dollar commitment to the program, and it's working. 
The initiative already started, supported, and engaged with over 334,000 black businesses, helping them operate businesses that sell anything from skateboards to coffee beans to apparel. Business owners love this program. Simone Harvin, founder of SC Creative Group, says, The 1 million black businesses experience for me was unlike any other program I've been a part of, primarily because it was for us and it was by us. Here at Drink Champs, we are always interacting with our listeners, many being black entrepreneurs. Shopify is one of those platforms that empowers and emboldens entrepreneurship. So chart your own path for business success with the 1 Million Black Businesses Initiative and Shopify. Bring your business to Shopify with an exclusive offer at shopify.com slash B-E-N, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash B-E-N. The other thing I noticed is that when I was clear, it actually shocked me because I would say what I wanted and then people would be like, okay. And I was like, wait. Mm. Like that, like, that's it. Because because people are just really waiting for you to be like, is this what you want? Like the right people right. are ready, right. are waiting for you to be like, make a choice. We'll make a decision. Yeah. If it's wrong, we'll tell you. If it's right, we'll tell you. Yeah. But like, here's what she wants. Let's go down the yellow brick road and figure out if this mm-hmm. is a thing that can happen. And if not, we'll report back. Right. And so it's just like, well, that was easy. And like, well, that was easy. Wasted the last 10 years not doing that. <laughs> Not doing that, but like, and doing, and not doing it because I thought other people wanted something else from me, or this is how I was supposed to be, or this is what makes me more desirable in, you know, in relationships or in the industry or whatever. And just being like, yeah, but why am I not happy? Because everybody else is getting what they want, but I'm the, I'm the one who's running the ship, but who's at the back of the ship. How'd that work? Right. Listen, and did you ever realize, like for me, I had that exact same moment and it's such a thankless job, right? Because you're sitting here, you're biting the bullet, you're grinning your teeth, you're putting the burden on your shoulders. And to a certain extent, maybe you're a little self-congratulatory about it at a certain point, right? Like you're you're volunteering as the martyr and you've been conditioned to be the martyr. And yet people are going around minding their business, have, oh, she is just the sweetest thing or, oh my gosh, she is always there when you need her. And you're making their lives easy. But nothing about their life is internalizing everything it takes for you to show up in the way they need. So you sitting here mad by yourself because you're the only one who's internalizing that resentment. They're just happy that you're a good person, quote unquote. Because you also haven't asked anything of them. Mm -hmm. If you're giving, somebody's always going to be receiving. And if you're never asking to be giving to you're the one that's going to be depleted. I heard the Vaughn say, the person in a relationship that gets their need met is the person who's loudest about their needs. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. just it's, there's, it's the person who voice who articulates, here's what I need. And then right. what we have to do, because the work I had to do was allow someone to meet that need the way they know how to meet their need. Because- what we want to do is like control how the need is met too. It's like, oh, right. Love how we expect love instead of how somebody needs to receive it. Right. You know, just as like, hey, give them an opportunity to sh- give to you in the way that they know how to. You can edit, but like <laughs> you can't micromanage how you're going to have it given. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. it's kind of different in work because like 
this is my empire. So I'm like, actually, I do want to be communicated to best in this way. Right. You know, right. like you send me an email. God bless it. I don't know if I'm going to answer, but shoot me a text. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it was really important to shoot me a text. So uh, it, it, it really was a shift that, and even it lent itself into the book because once I got clear about who I was, then I got clear about what I was saying. Like I knew what I wanted to put in the book. But how I wanted it, like, I, I went through, like, should I sound like Joel Osteen? Should I sound like Bishop Jakes? You know, like, because, uh, you know, I think the people are going to be fact-checking. Like, am I, you know, am I as, you know, spiritual with these people? I mean, I ain't go to seminary. Right. Okay, but, you know, but right. I'm a comedian. Can I make it funny? I want to make the book funny. Like, but then are the, yeah. the church folk going to be mad because I made Jesus funny? But, like, that's all mm. I know. You know what I mean? So it was, I went through this whole mm-hmm. series of, like, who will I alienate most? Before finally mm, being like, mm-hmm. hey, I'm going to just be me because that's yeah. really the easiest thing to duplicate because <laughs> yeah. trying to be several different things, I'm, I, that's not authentically me. And I'm just going to be yeah. a fraud in my own book. This is crazy. I'm so glad that you said that because my next question was going to be, what brought the clarity? What did you realize you had to be or how you had to show up? And what did you do? What work did it take to get there? But was it really just deciding one day? I'm just going to do whatever I want, say whatever it is I truly think, write down whatever it is I feel and let that be enough. Or, you know, like, and I'm talking tangibles, takeaways just for our listeners. Was it meditation? Was it prayer? I know you took, you hopped on that flight, took that trip. You were telling me about the writing session where Lovey just crashed and ate all your food. <laughs> all my food. Like, what did all you do food. to get to that part? <laughs> well, I think, I so it's a couple of things, right? But the the root of it was, You'll never know if you are enough until you are you, Mm. right? So the fear was like, am I enough to push volumes? You know, like, is what I have to say enough to galvanize interest? And, you know, not just people to buy the book, but to, like, read it and enjoy the book. And if I spent so much time trying to be not me, then I won't really know what worked and what didn't work. It's kind of like mm. my process in comedy. I never go on stage and be like, yo, let me try this new joke out on y'all, see how it is. Because then you set the mindset for other people to be like, well, this is a new joke. As opposed to what I do if I'm testing a new joke, I work it in conversation. And I see how mm. different people, it's like, I don't I don't tell anyone it's a joke or like it's a bit that I'm working on. I set it in the conversation and I see like, okay, so that got the same laugh at the same place each time. Okay, cool, cool, yeah. cool. So there's something there. And then I build on it and then I test it. So it's like I'm testing it in real time so that by the time I get on stage, I know it'll work. But I don't yeah. need to do like a focus group of like, hey guys, this is a new bit. We'll see. Because then right. like the expectation for how people receive that is different. Now I'm going to say that that doesn't work for some comics. It does. But for me, I want to know... Mm-hmm authentically, like, does this really work or does this work? Because they're like, she's on stage with a mic. You know what I mean? And we're right. giving her like a pity right. laugh. Um, cause that's, <laughs> Nothing that's not worse good. than a pity laugh. Nothing. You feel it. You feel it deep. It's like, oh, God, I don't make another joke for like a week. Granted, I'm not a comedian, so <laughs> I probably just stop trying. But there is something very frightful about mm-hmm. being exposed. There's something... Mm-hmm being revealed, you know, like being raw and naked and just being like, okay, I'm, 
I'm going to try me. I'm going to give me a shot. You know, because even for me, it's like, do people like me or do people like Molly? You know, because Molly's a character that was created. You know, do people like it when I'm just funny or like, are people going to get that like, I'm multifaceted. I love Jesus and DMX. You know what I mean? Are, you know, are people going to understand me? And it's like, yeah. there's no way to find out until you be you. But my problem sure. is I had been me for so long that, and me wasn't accepted. So when I was bullied mm. as a kid, the me that I knew to be was like told that she was whack. So then mm. I kind of like, kind of searched all this time for like, well, who, who, what part of me do people like the most? Let me just do that. Let me just do that. Okay. I can never have any flaws because, whew, you know, we, that's, that's going to end badly. So let me be the best versions of the things. And then it's just like, hey, I know you like me. And can you just tell me what you like about me so I can just make sure I do that? And it sounds crazy. I feel so seen in this moment. And it is the overachiever, the perfectionist, right? And a lot of ambitious people, which is what works, what serves the bottom line and do more of that. I'm curious to know, do you know the Enneagram? I am so obsessed with this thing. <laughs> there are a couple of them, like the builder, the the, the voyager, the whoever. No, that, wait, what? Nah, no. What are you talking about? Absolutely not. What are you dying? The, um, the, the IMDBs. It's like all these 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 letters that go together. Not, not, not. <laughs> what you're not gonna do to the enneagram is IMDB it. <laughs> are you R N G F B? I'm like, I don't know. No, no. Okay, so I think you're talking about Myers Briggs, right? The person that personality test without letters. You got to do it. You got to. I'm gonna send to you. Just do it. Just do it. I just gotta know. Wait, so which one? Like, like what, what are these? Because my so the my, enneagram. Uh-huh. Actually, a lot of um, like faith-based organizations use it. Like, it's really popular for Christians who want to do personality tests. I have no idea where that overlap comes from or why. Because um, they want to know: not, Are you going to be a good fit to work for this church or not? Probably, honestly, probably. Because we, uh, so we all love God. Enneagram. We all love God. That can't be enough. No, we got to sort it by number. It's divided into essentially like nine personality types. And um, there's this grid. So think about it kind of like an astrological sign, except it has nothing to do with your birthday. It is quite literally based on personality-based testing. And so I am a type three, which is the achiever. So we have our good, our bad, and our ugly. And when we're operating at our unhealthiest, um, we're prone to, you know, overly competitive nature. We're prone to um, isolating and just tunnel vision and go, go, going without spending time with our family and our friends. But at our best, we see the best in our our peers and we celebrate and encourage them to uh, chase their biggest dreams, et cetera, whatever, whatever. So you have the giver, you have all these different things and you're sounding like this is a Zuri diagnosis and it's not a (laughs) diagnosis because it's a good thing. You're you're giving me type three energy, which I love to see because is is type three you? Is type three you? Yes, yes. And look, no one is any better or worse than the other. They're all just different. Yeah, we have our strong points and our and our 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 weaker points. So the way you were describing that just stood out to me. Well, send me the link. I'll take the test to see if you pass. But I also got like a birth chart reading. (laughs) Have you ever gotten a birth chart reading? I did years ago. It's been a while, though, and I don't remember much of what she told me. It's really confirmation on, like, a lot of different things, but basically because of, I mean, I'm a Sagittarius, but then he was like, moon is in something, something. It's all written down. I was like, what is the sun? So you got your, is it the rising sign, your moon sign? Yeah, all of that, and then, like, where the world were when you were born, and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, Okay. 
But, you know, a lot of the traits, like, they make sense. Because I'm just like, oh, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Um, I can't remember what we were talking about to even get into this. But <laughs> I was like, what? where I was mean, I going with this? So I was talking about Enneagrams, and you were like, I got my birth chart ran. What? <laughs> I, I got my birth chart ran. But, you know, my friend, Debbie Brown, I told her, I was like, she is amazing. Oh, she I love Debbie. D- yeah. Yeah, she works with D-Rock. And I'm just like, I need a whole, like, separate account for all the stuff that Debbie will tell me to do. She's like, I need you to have a reading with this woman. She goes in your container. I'm like, my container? Like, what, am I shipping something? What is that? But she's like, <laughs> no. Like, it's just a different thing. So I was like, love, Debbie. And like, so then what? she in was the FedEx? Exactly. Okay. <laughs> then she, like, recommended a womb healer. I was like, a womb healer? You never been to my womb. And she's like, but... I was like, okay, I'm going to have to pause on that one. <laughs> I was like, but then... <laughs> But then she recommended the birth chart reading. I was like, I need a whole Debbie Brown says account because yeah. my business manager's like, what is what is this expense? I'm like, don't worry about that. Don't worry about. It. Don't yeah, no right, questions. right, right. Wait, so you you got the the reading? Did you feel like it struck a chord? Like I I feel seen right now? Or were you like, mm-hmm. oh, okay? Oh well, okay, wait, yes, because you were. This is I, I was like, huh. I remember the question a full about circle, like, we got there. Yes, yes, about how what you did to get back to you and like what the journey was. Yes. And I was like, yes. I was like, we were talking about something that the people want to hear about. Um, but it was, it was this, um, how do I say it? Just this notion of we're going to find out one way or another, right? And I tell this to my girlfriends who are single and who are just like, yeah, I mean, I like him. But, like, I feel like if I tell him this or if I do this and, like, you know, he'll leave. I said, You'll find out one way or another. Because mm-hmm. it's just like, won't like, don't yeah. you want to know? Like, if that's all it takes for him to leave, then like, yeah, he would never gonna stay. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. so how many yeah. pieces of you are you going to compartmentalize to get someone to like you? You know what I mean? Because at mm-hmm. some point, the one person for you is gonna be like, Yeah, your doo doo stink, your booty hole stink, everything. But <laughs> here's what I love. You know what I mean? Like, but here's what I, I love. Here's what here's what I know that is true. I will take uh, her booty hostings for five hundred, Alex, and still ah! stay. And it's just ah! like that's the person that you're just like, yes. I don't know if you watch the show. I'm addicted to this show. It's called Couples Therapy on Showtime. No, Suri. I don't even think you, I've heard of it. I've heard of the podcast called Couples Therapy. If you and Bay don't watch this, I feel like it is. It is. It is therapy for other people's therapy. So, like, basically, she takes real-life couples, and it's 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 reality, but it doesn't feel like a reality. Because I can't really get down with reality shows, because it's like you don't know. It's not as invasive where, like, you the cameras are around, and it's just like, it really is real-life couples coming and to therapy. And they're just, like, exploiting. Yeah. And, 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 and being honest. It's like, I need help. And then here's what I love about it, because for me, I'm like, it allows me to chart my growth. And it also like allows me mm-hmm. to be like, mm, okay, is there is there any kind of tendencies in her relationship or in the way she's acting or in the way he's acting that will that is making you feel away because like are you recognizing yourself in this? And so it's like mm. it's great because I love when I can be like, okay, so I feel like what's going on here is like she's not really open, she doesn't know how to be loved, and he is like giving, 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 and she doesn't know how to receive. Three episodes later, literally, that's what the what she breaks down crying because the therapist is like, I don't understand. He's giving you love, he's giving you <laughs> things, and she was just like, in a moment of transparency, it's like, well, maybe I just I don't know how to accept it because I always thought I would be alone, and I was like, ding, ding, Oof. ding, 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 ding. Mm. Um, 
It's so, but it's so real. And then other times you're just yeah. like, ooh, I dated that guy. Oh my gosh. Like, what made Listen. me stay? Like, you know, like, am I, like, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm looking at it now, like, sis, yeah. blink twice. You need help. Get yeah. out fast. You know, so right. couples therapy on Showtime. Right. Okay, couples therapy on Showtime. Good to know. Good to know. I will check that out. Um, you, you brought up, you know, ooh, I dated that guy. What was I thinking? And I've certainly had those moments where it's like 2020 hindsight energy, but in the moment, it's like you just can't. You can't see it. You don't want to yeah. see it. Um, but on the outside of it, you realize what you do want. So we're single. Are we mingling? And by we, y'all, I mean, if I'm single, so just to clarify, it's not a breakup announcement. But um, what's it looking like now? I mean, your your choice, quite frankly, to be to be celibate, to abstain, um, was very much a talking point when you were rising to fame as Molly and Insecure, of course. And um, I loved that perspective. I loved how open and honest you are about why you waited. You touched on that and bamboozled by Jesus. One, why was it important for you to share that part of your journey? Um, and then two, what type of husband are we looking for? Just in case the hot, happy mess listeners are trying to help manifest. Listen, hallelujah, hallelujah. No, I mean, I feel like it It wasn't that it was or it wasn't important. I think it was just a part of me. The same way people were like, she Nigerian. It's like, yeah, like I love that aspect of myself. Or the same way, it's just yeah. like, yo, she really loves DMX. God rest his soul. Bless you, D. Know. Uh, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, it's like, yes, I, I live out loud. So it wasn't mm-hmm. like, oh, this is a thing that I'm going to keep close to my chest because it's like, it's like, yeah, it's like, I don't, I don't add any hot sauce to it. It's just like, yeah, it's a thing. Like, and I, I fully believe that God is going to bless it. You know, and I fully mm-hmm. believe that like, you know, I think one one of the big comics, it's funny because we were like, well, how can she be a virgin and still play Molly on Insecure? Because like, Molly gets it in. And I was it's like, called, she's an actor, all right? And apparently a very good one because it was believable. Okay. And also, <laughs> it's just a dance, guys. It's a dance. State Farm Insurance gets it. Representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. State Farm understands and wants to help protect our communities by investing in our future, building off the hard work our parents have done before us. We all are looking to create generational wealth so that our families and generations behind us have a better starting point than we did. That begins with financial literacy. State Farm helps fund programs like Project Ready, a National Urban League program committed to the educational achievement of black and brown youth. To date, participants have been awarded over $11 million in scholarships offers as a direct result of contributions from State Farm. At Eating Wallbroke, we hear inspiring rags-to-riches stories on each episode from our guests, but with State Farm, you can begin to write your own success story. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. All right, so there we were, cruising through the new open-air zoo, when I realized that the park was closing in like 15 minutes. Luckily, we were in my Nissan Rogue. With its powerful DC turbo engine, well, we had time to see all the animals. Whoa! <laughs> and outrun a few! Drive the Nissan Rogue. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This 
is uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. The entertainment news reporter in me, the Access Hollywood in me, has to ask, how awkward, if at all, do the sex scenes get? You know, I ask this to a lot of actors, and yeah. very often, like, well, it's just so technical that your mind doesn't even go to where you think it might yeah. go. How is that for you? What do you? How do you prepare for those scenes? Well, so, I mean, I mean I've mean, i come a long way from season one, because uh, season one, I, I talk about, I don't talk about it in the book, but it is a thing that happened. Um... Uh, one of our costumers, uh, she, uh, Miss Die, I call her Miss Die. She was a model. She was like Tupac stylist. Uh, oh, yeah. I never forget my vet, cause I, you know, and, but she's like, like mom. She's like mom on set, right? Uh huh. And the very first one, I was like, Miss Die, I just, I don't know what I'm gonna do. Like, this is crazy. <laughs> like, uh. And so she was like, I got you. So, you know, obviously, like for me, like I require like, you know, a robe or just like, hey, I need all the pasties or I need all the like buffers. So like they'll they'll be like, 100%. you know, intimacy garments or whatever, whatever. Like people don't know. There's like silicon in between, you know, private parts. Just in the special parts, the special cracks and crevices. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, and, and, and it's just like it, it, it it's so protective and protected. Um, and so I, you know, season one, I was like, Miss Die, uh, I'm gonna need your help on this one. I, 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 I make sure that like I know I know what I'm doing, right? Wait, so she was just she watched the first tape, um, and she was just like, she pulled me to the bathroom and she was like, You got to let the man lead. So she, you're, you're offbeat, is not that no, because and I was like, What? She was like, You gotta let him because it, it was, <laughs> it was not offbeat, yeah. It was, <laughs> Yeah, she she's a real one, right? So it was the scene, it was episode six, and it was like Molly and Jared, and she okay. brings me to the bathroom, and she gets behind me, and so she was like, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta do, you gotta, you gotta, and so she's like doing the motion, like with me in front, and I was like, okay, don't think, well, this is very hands-on, and so she was like, now go call him in here, and I was like, do what now? She's like, go call him in here, and I was like, uh, hey, Langston, I, I, we're supposed to practice because I guess I'm not letting you lead and this is awkward. And so she's in the bathroom and she's like, all right, that looks good. Okay, you can go. And so oh then my like, God, we, no. we, you are joking. I probably, I don't even know if I've told that story, but like, yes, that's exactly what happened. I love uh, it. The visual in my mind right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we definitely, uh, <laughs> Made sure it was. It looked believable, and then okay. Miss Di sent us out into the acting world. And so she was like, "All right, Miss Di, wearing many hats, all the hats, all the." She was like, "Here's your robe, and also here's how you let the man lead." And I was like, "Thank you so much uh, for so many different things." You know, Miss Di is. I'm telling you, if I told the stories of how close we have gotten, I'm like, she is a. Robe. Oh my god! Well, it sounds like pretty close. I love that. I love them. Okay, well, she set Molly up for multiple seasons of, uh, of yes. it all. So that, I love, shout I love, out to Miss Dear Dear Future Husband. I'm a quick learner. <laughs> <laughs> that part. That part.
part. When it comes to, you know, the the dating and the the sort of navigating that space, do you feel that your requirements, your standards, what you'd like to have in a partner has evolved more um, in recent years? Or was that something that you kind <sighs> yeah. of were pretty set on early on in your adult life? Yeah, I mean, I think people think because I'm waiting that it's like I also want somebody that's a virgin. I'm like, I mean, if it mm. works out like that, cool. If not, like, I, I'm as for me in my household, I was like, you know what it's gonna be when you get with me. So I just hope that right. you're already on that journey. But it don't have to be right. like you ain't never smashed in your whole life. I'm like, that's not that's not a prerequisite to be with me. Uh-huh. Um, but I I have included new things. Like I didn't realize how much I needed kindness. Because it's like a quality like you, honestly, you, you maybe you overlook. I, I kind of overlooked it because I was like, I thought it was a given. Until I was with somebody that was like, oh, there's no empathy here. That's what yeah. it is. That's what that's yeah. that's why this feels like a beat down situation. Like there's no right. empathy. There's no, like you don't speak with me to me kindly. You don't have grace. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's that that doesn't work for me because I love people. I genuinely enjoy yeah. interacting and like being a good human being. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, there's there's hurt here, and you don't mm-hmm. know how you don't have the emotional awareness or the social capacity to use your words. So yeah, that's not gonna work for me. So right. I added like kindness. Uh, someone that's a giver is a huge thing because I I'm the kind of person that's like. Let's give to this charity or like, let's get like, you know what? Like, I'll buy new shoes. Here, take these ones, you know, whatever. And so like, I can't do someone stingy. You know what I mean? Somebody that can like reel me in for sure to be like, okay, now you're spending all your money. Like, you know, you're right. Yeah. Because I do go to extremes. (laughs) I'd be like, let's just give all the way everything. And it's like, right. You You get a car. You get a car. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, well, because you got a mortgage. Okay. So (laughs) we got to calm it down. Um, but you know, somebody, I can't, I, I, I need someone that's generous, you know, with their time, mm-hmm. not just with their pockets, but like with their time and with their words and just, it's just, it's, I've learned from relationships in the past that didn't work out like, oh, okay. On paper, they looked great. But like, as mm-hmm. I continue to evolve, oh yeah, the things that I want go beyond, you know, like somebody who not only like understands what I do for a living. Mm-hmm. And is also like gracious about that, you know. Like, mm-hmm. I, I did. I, you always know, and you always say somebody who celebrates your successes. I didn't realize that I was with somebody who was not celebrating my successes. Listen, but- some people won't, and it's wild because if your mind doesn't work like that, you just assume everyone that you would you know, engage in a romantic relationship with, at the very least, would be cheering you on. But some people can't handle that shine. They, they here's the here's the thing. They can handle it, but for themselves, not for oh, you. Oh, well, right. Exactly, yes. exactly. Yes, they're like, I, they, they weren't celebrating. They were just taking notes. I was like, did, this, yeah. they, just, did they just recreate my life? What the heck? Mm. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just like, what? Wait, you want to talk about it? Good no, I, no, we, we good. We, I'm just, <laughs> I'm, no, I don't. God, like I said, I have lesson. been there. Just, I will say that. Well, we can talk. Sorry, get my number. Let's talk. But like, yeah, off record, because girl, it is crazy as well. You literally, when you said, "Oh wow, is is this just my life that you?" It's it's a slow burn, girl. Once you you look up and (laughs) you just let me just hand over the wig while I'm at it. Just go ahead, fam. (laughs) 
took, took copious notes, and I, I'm the fool that was like, and so this is how you do it. Mm. Right. Well, because the giver in you who's like, no, we're partners. We're climbing together. I serve, you serve, is thinking that's what's happening. And then you realize that's not what that's not. That's not that that's not what they thought was happening. They were just mm. like, thank you so much. And here's where I here's why I get off the train. And you're like, oh God. not thank you, and this is my stop. <laughs> Oh, we'll talk. We'll talk. We'll talk. But I, w- I want to bring it full circle because we're, we're wrapping up soon. But um, you, you've got the book. Obviously, we've touched on a little bit. I mean, obviously, you have so much humor and heart and so many uh, life lessons that you clearly even shared just through this very short episode. But if you had to sum up, you know, what it is you're getting across, I love that you say this is a get yours book, right? Like mm-hmm. maybe it's self-help, whatever you want to categorize it as. But really, this is an opportunity for the reader to get theirs. What do you mean by that? And, and what are people going to get after reading? Yeah, because I, I say like, listen, fam, it ain't, it's to get yours because I've gotten mine and I'm still getting more of it, but I'm not greedy. <laughs> you know, so like it ain't no fun and the homies can't have none. And so for me, yeah. it's just like, I getting to the top and being the only one on the mountaintop is not fun. Like, I mean, for some people it is, but for me, I'm just like, I want to have a picnic up here. I want, right? I want to be at the top, you know, at the rooftop deck pool with other people who got to the top as well. And so for me, yep. it's just like, whoever you are, like, I, like throughout the whole book, I spent all my time, like really just pouring out my belief in, in, in whoever the reader is. Like, I believe in you. I believe you're going to do dope things. I believe that you're going to be the change agent that like your family didn't even know you could be like whatever it is like I'm just like really pouring into people because when you're embarking on a journey that's very different than like what you could have imagined for yourself or what other people could imagine for you for you you have enough people trying to tell you how it's not gonna work you have enough people trying to tell you what what you don't have and what you're not gonna do and I'm the one that's like here's what is going to happen something great and but here's also mm-hmm. what's going to happen. You're going to have some down times. You know what I'm saying? It, you, yeah. you know, you're going to have some some tough moments. It's cool. It's expected. We've all been there. It's kind of like when, you know, I'm sure in your career, there are things that have happened and like, you're just like, oh my God, this only happened to me. And I just, uh, and then someone comes along and they're like, actually, no, that happens to everyone their first day. Or, you know, like, you know, here's just what you, you need to do when it does happen. And so you're just like, I don't have to like take this home and be by myself eating ice cream, crying in the corner because this is actually normal. It is normal. And I say in the book, the joke will fail. The cake will not rise. Okay. Like, you know, the recipe will fail. Like you will, you know, not get into the school the first time. Like all the things that can happen might happen. And that's not for me to speak negatively in your life. It's just like, it's just life. But in those failures, in the things that didn't work out, I say there's a chapter in the book called I May Not Win, But I Always Win. There is a W set up for you in some way, shape or form. It may just not look like what you anticipated it. But when God gives you a back back end blessing, <laughs> hey, mm. you know what I mean? In the mm. industry. Oh, listen, 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 you better preach right now. Take because- the pulpit. You know, in the industry, there are back-end deals. You know, sometimes, you know, it's like, okay, this is the money you're going to get up front, but, like, in success, you'll get, you know, 10% in royalties. That's the back-end stuff. So a lot of people only see, nah, how much are they paying me up front? It's like, if you only knew to not take the upfront deal, just forfeit right. the money. Because the back-end deal is really where you can sit at home and get checks 
that you didn't even know. And so it's like, there's some bad, you we only see, you know, what is given to us right now, what we want. But God has some back end blessings that like you can't see and you have no idea how the royalties are going to shake up in your life. So yes, no, you didn't get into that school. No, you didn't marry that guy or that girl. Thank God. Because what he got on the back end is a thousand times better than what you could have ever imagined because he knows this is what you needed. But that that other relationship, that other deal that didn't go well, prepared you to be your best self for the thing that is about to go well. And so yeah. in the book, that's why I talk about it being the get yours. It's like, get yours with the failures, with the blessings, get it all. Because mm-hmm. I need you to be successful. I need you to be great. I want to be a partaker. Like we needed whoever invented Uber to be successful. We need, mm-hmm. I need your supply. I need your, like whatever it is that you have to give to this world. I don't mm-hmm. even know that I want it yet because you haven't given it to me. But when you mm-hmm. give it to me, I'm already primed to be like, that makes sense. And I want wow. more of it. That is such a beautiful perspective. I love that. The, you know, so many people are, they encourage, they motivate, and it's like the find your why, right? But to hear you say, I encourage, I motivate, I want to push you to be great. Also, because in a certain way, it comes back to me in some way that I've yet to know because you've yet to discover it, to innovate, to create. So that's a really awesome um, fuel for that fire. You um, you talk about the fact that you have this amazing quote I want to read really quickly. Uh, let me see if I can find it. You said, some of your biggest blessings won't appear like the bright, glaring, crispy cream, hot now sign, which is my favorite sign to be quite frank. Um, and then you continue, they'll come wrapped as a beautiful burden. They'll look like a hurdle, feel like a chore, and will probably come at the most inopportune time. I love that. I've been there. When is the last time for our audience listening now that you had that what is actually happening moment that ended up being a blessing? Yeah. Um, Man, I'll never forget. I... This is a very unorthodox blessing, too. Um, I had a meeting. It was like, I think I was doing press for something. I just finished shooting. Whatever it was, I was drained and tired. And I was like, I need y'all to stop setting these meetings for me because I'm exhausted. I was driving. I'll never forget. I was driving to the lot to, for this general meeting with a casting director for like a major studio. And yeah. the whole way there, I'm like, yo, fam, I don't even... Why? Like... Yeah. I'm tired. Like, I'm tired. Like, I'm so upset. Like, I'm, why am I here? I don't, I don't and the want... generals are so exhausting. There's no yes. promise of anything. There's no job on the line. It's like, just go sell yourself. Go talk to this person for 30 minutes and convince it, them to like you. To convince them to like you. There's no audition. I'm like, okay, they're casting for a, a lot of dope movies that I would love to be a part of. But like, right. okay, like, is this a guarantee? It's just like, no, I'm just going to sell. But I'm like, if they want to meet me, that means they already like me. So why am I meeting with them? Like, what the heck are we doing? Right. <laughs> So I'm tired. I'm driving to the lot. And uh, I get there. I get into the room. And he goes, so I hear you're Nigerian. I said, yeah, I am. He's like, yeah, I met a lot of you. You guys are quite um, interesting people. And you, like, go hard in the pain. And I was like, we are. So I'm just like, okay. And then he's like, and I hear you love Jesus. And I was like, I do. What's going on here? You know what I mean? Like, it was just like, yes, I have died, died. That is facts. We right. spent an hour and a half talking about faith. He, I mean, listen, when I, he was a, or is, 
a gay white man who works for a like as a camp counselor um, at a wow. church, and wow. he was just like, "Let's talk." And I was just like, we poured into each other. Tears were shed. I was just like, well, Jesus, well, I know. Okay, I came here for a general, but we had a whole encounter. We've been friends. We've had dinner. (laughs) Off, Like, I've never booked a single thing with him. And it doesn't matter. (laughs) But it was like, that was a... Because what you got in the end was so much more than you expected. Wow. Clearly, and then my thing is, I was like, I didn't know he had done all this research about me. I was like, I'm like, I'm thinking you're going to talk about, you know, season whatever it was on the show or, you know, comedy or, you know, what what my hopes and that's what he was just like, so you love Jesus. I was like, I do. Mm. And turned into a, we prayed at the end. I was like, this is Hollywood. And with the crazy thing about it, I was like. Am I still in Hollywood on a major lot? Is this happening right now? Well, because that's the part that is blowing my mind, that this happened at all in this crazy industry. <laughs> and, and, and and that was the thing. I was just like, wait, wait a, wait a minute, wait, huh? Like, yeah. when I tell you, like, the most unexpected thing, and it wasn't even that I led with it. It wasn't that I was like, yeah, so I want to, no. It was right. just like, so from what I understand, this is your life. Mm-hmm. This is your story. When mm. I tell you we have had lunch and just check-ins and he is so dope. And it's just oh, like, okay. and it, no one was trying to proselytize or anything. It was just like, well, yeah. if there, And that's that's literally what I say in the book. It's like, I want, it's not just even about my life. It's more like if there's anything in my life that's recognizable as anything that you think is dope. It's like when you go to a restaurant and you're so hungry and you're just like, man, I got one shot to get the right meal. I ain't got time to send it back today. This is not a send it back. I'm hungry. I'm lock in. Okay. This I need it. it to be good. But then you get one of those Bossa Nova menus and you're just like, yo, fam, it's, yo, it's 18 Because you can't, first of all, Bossa Nova is a whole Bible. It's like a 10 page menu. It's, it's the New Testament of, of, or of, of menus. It's crazy. And so you're just like, I got, do I want the, you know, do I want the garlic and mushroom pizza or the chicken lasagna? There's so many options. Or do I want the shrimp? <laughs> and so then what happens is you look at the person next to you who's sitting there and they're just like, mm, it's so good. Oh my God. Like, babe, you got to taste it. Okay, oh, it's so good. And you're like, hold on, hold on. What are they, what are they having over there? What are they getting okay. over there? Yeah, okay. Can you do that yeah, one more time? Let me, let me get that. Let me get that. Hey, is it good? Oh, my God. It's delicious. You like you would love it. Is it delicious? It's delicious. Okay, great. I'm going to have what she's having. And I want, like, my life. I want the book. I want it to be like, yo, I have what she's having. Not like I mm. want her life, but like, hey, God, do it to me. Do it for me. Like, yeah. whatever. However you did it for plate. her. Yeah. I'm trying to get my own. Like, I want my own order. Like, and matter of fact, right. can you add extra cheese? Because she, she's lactose intolerant, but I'm not. So give me some extra right, cheese. Right, right, right. Customize. You can customize it, but at least you have a base to be like, I know it's at least going to be good. Now make it better for me. Um, right, and so right. that's that's why I say it's it's a get yours book. That's why that's what I want people to get from it. It's like yeah. through my stories and through my humor or through my heartfelt, whatever it is, I want you to believe in you like you've never believed in you before. Like, mm-hmm. even when you don't have everything, it don't matter. Even when you do have everything, you, there's still more to get. So it's just like, mm-hmm. just go balls to the wall and see what, see what happens. 
Mm. And you went balls to the wall. You're still going balls to the wall. And what is happening is amazing to see. You've got the book. You've got first gen and development over at Disney Plus with David and Oprah. I mean, it's it's so impressive. I'm so excited for you. I wish we could talk longer. I know we can't. We got to go. We got to go. Uh, but lastly, you described yourself as I'm a proud, Jesus-loving, Nigerian-American writer and stand-up comic. But in addition to that, I'm also an actress, best known as Issa Rae's BFF Molly, on the HBO series Insecure. As Insecure wraps up and comes to a close and you all go into these amazing new chapters that you're going into, what is the thing you think has been most misunderstood about who Yvonne is through these these years of getting to know you publicly? Um, and what is the thing that you hope people understand about you moving forward in your career? I think I've done a pretty good job with letting people know that Molly and Yvonne are two different people. Um, Black mm-hmm. Twitter has not picked up on those cues sometimes because like season four. You just don't want to believe it. It, it got real. Season four, it got really real. And I was like, am I about to slap box somebody? What's going on? Um, <laughs> but uh, I think I think what people will know more about me, either through the book or just like in my life in general, is that I genuinely love people. Um, I, I'm like, I'm genuinely a proponent of people living their best life, being their best self. Um, and there may be surprised by like my backstory. <laughs> like I, I'm very open about like being bullied and, 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 you know, all the crazy things that I went through and, and still had to work through to get to be the person that I am today. Like I'm very transparent in like, you know, my therapy journey, I'm very transparent in like, how, you know, how I tried to get people to like me as, you know, as a kid and it, it did not work out. Y'all, it did not, they didn't like me. It, it didn't matter what I did. <laughs> um, oh. it, it's fine. We're here now and look at where they are. So God Exactly. It worked out how it was supposed to work out. It worked out. Um, but no, I, I think, I think there's just more of me to be discovered. Um, not only by the masses, but also by me, you know, I, I'm, I'm in a transition period now where I am kind of going into this like ease and flow mode of just allowing things to, to come. I I've done the hustle. I've done the gang star. And now I'm just like, I want to do less. I want to do less and get more and see, yep. and see how that works. That's a thing that like, no Nigerian has ever done. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, we <laughs> said no Nigerian ever. We, we don't Look know at you making history, yes. blazing trails. <laughs> we don't know how to do the least to get the most. We are like, we will do the most to get the mostest. And it's like, no, like, what are we doing? To get the mostest. And so for me, I'm just like, this is new terrain. And I, it's kind of scary. But I'm like, I know what hustle has gotten me. I want to know what rest can get me to. Mm. Mm. Well, if that's not a perfect note to end on, that's exactly what this podcast is about. Our third episode, I think, ever, maybe fourth, was Do Less. And I am certainly of the same mind, and it's been hard, but my 30s have been all about rest. Like At a certain point, you have to step back and say, it's not worth it if best life is giving me burnout, and I have to, to push pause. So it's so awesome to see that not only have you had these realizations, but that you're being so generous with your spirit and your experiences by sharing them in your new book, Bamboozled by Jesus, available wherever books are sold? Yes. Everywhere. Everywhere. 
happy. Yes. L-O-L. Every time I talk to her, I'm just, my cheeks are sore from all of the laughter. She's so much fun to interview, uh, you know, whether it was E! News, Access Hollywood. I've, I've had some really great combos with her. So it was nice to be able to do a deep dive and, and learn a little bit more about all of the amazing stuff she's going on. Y'all get that book. All right, go pick up Bamboozled by Jesus. It's so good. So many tangible takeaways and insightful tips. She's trying to help you get yours. So go get it, all right? Now, remember, check out HotHappyMess.com for the show notes, resources, links, and info um, on everything that we talked about today. And before we end the episode, I want to share something with you. It's an iTunes review from one of our listeners, Leticia. She's 32 from Seattle. She said, I should have started this podcast sooner. I've laughed, cried, and even cringed because every topic has been so relatable. Thank you for all your amazing and thoughtful content, Zuri. Leticia, thank you so much for taking the time to leave a review. It is so appreciated and it helps, y'all. They really move the needle. So remember, you can leave a review on iTunes. It's free and it's an easy way to support the Hot Happy podcast. If you're liking it, if you appreciate what we're putting out, that is a really easy, fast way to not just tell us, but also help us out a little bit. You know, it shows that people are vibing with the show and it helps grow the podcast. So if you want to leave a review, go to Apple Podcasts, type in Hot Happy Mess or Zuri Hall. It'll pop up. Scroll down and write your review. Bada bing, bada boom. We also have a very cute tutorial on our Instagram page, which you should follow at Hot Happy Mess. And Follow me at Zuri Hall, Z-U-R-I-H-A-L-L, and don't keep us a secret. Share this episode with a friend right now and leave that review, okay? I will see you in the next one. Thanks again to Yvonne for another amazing episode of Hot Happy Mess. We'll see you all Monday. Bye. Black Tech Green Money isn't just about telling the stories of successful black entrepreneurs. It's also about giving actionable and wealth-building strategies that help you protect the future of our communities. That's why we're pleased to be supported by State Farm Insurance. State Farm also believes that we must invest in our communities to achieve economic growth by sponsoring programs like the AXO, which rewards high school students for their academic achievements. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Become a part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry with an education from Trinity School of Natural Health. Trinity graduates can empower their communities through natural health principles and techniques, whether they go into practice to guide others toward their wellness goals or open a store to sell their favorite health products. Trinity grads are equipped to change lives. With 19 online programs and flexibility to fit your busy schedule, including the popular Certified Natural Health Professional, you can get the training that helps you turn your passion into a career And here's the best part. You can earn the certification in less than a year. From herbology to naturopathy and health coaching, Trinity allows you to make a meaningful difference by helping others live healthier, happier lives. Don't wait any longer to pursue your passion for natural health. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org.